This episode of Drama School Dropout is brought to you by High Productions' newest stage play, This Is Where We Get Off. This Is Where We Get Off follows the Moffat family through some of the most difficult days of their lives. Yvonne is seven months pregnant, her husband Philip is constantly disappearing and leaving dodgy phone bills behind, their 18-year-old son Lip is debating joining the army and trying to navigate his love life, and their dog-breeding, sex-toy-selling neighbour Rhonda is still doing her weekly shop in their kitchen. How will they cope with the unexpected arrival of an estranged family member? You can catch This Is Where We Get off in Glasgow at the Webster's Theatre on the 21st of April. More dates to be announced. Get your tickets now at www.highproductions.co.uk. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. This week it's episode 73 and as per usual my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout and this week I am joined by the absolutely wonderful Sean Connor. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Oh, honestly, I've been excited about this all week. Like, I remember your, your agent emailed me back and I was like, it's a good one, that. That's a good one. Oh, really? That's <laughs> oh, sweet of you, mate. Thank you. So how are you doing? Because I know you're currently in the theatre, so thank you for giving me some of your precious time off. No, no, don't be daft. Don't be daft. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm a bit... I mean, my kind of background's mostly been film and television, and this is my first professional theatre job, so it's been a bit of a learning curve. I'm a bit knackered. My voice is a bit humped. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, so, you know, it's, I'm, I'm kind of learning more every day and the reaction to it so far. We've only done three shows. We, we opened on, we previewed on Thursday night. Mm. Then we had press night on Friday and then kind of officially opened on Saturday night there. And the reaction couldn't have been better, to be honest. So Just so everybody knows at home, we're recording this in advance. So the show is no longer on by the time this comes out. But oh, okay. do you know what I found out last night, which was really cool because... And it's not just because you were coming on the podcast. I actually, I just need to go to the theatre more. Yeah. Like, I just need to do that more often. So I was like, I knew you were in this show because I was reading about it. So I was like, I'm going to see if I can get tickets for that. And I, I went on and I was like, right, let's just see how much they are. And then I can sort of say to people that I go to uni with, trying to go, trying to go. Yeah. And the really cool thing, you're at the Tron Theatre in Glasgow. I got really confused because I was looking at the ticket prices and there's three options. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck do I pick? Like, because I'm a student, so I'm just going to guess that I can pick the lowest one. And I asked yeah. somebody about it, so I didn't fuck up and get there. And they're like, no, apparently it's like a, um, you just pay what you can afford sort of thing. There's three options of like what you can pay. And I was like, that's cool as fuck. That's like just making yeah. theatre so much more accessible. Yeah, I mean, I thought I kind of, I didn't know that until... I'd kind of rocked up to the box office one day after rehearsals and I was trying to sort tickets for a casting director to come along and because um, I'd used all my comps. Um, yeah. And um, <clears throat> yeah, they said that. They were like, what option would you like to pick? And I was like, what options are Yeah. And she told me and it was like, well, I mean, you're obviously going to go for the cheaper one, but I think you're right. It is, it is a totally, it's, it's, it's a really kind of nice thing. I think as well as the play that we're actually doing because it's, 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 it's about working class people. Mm. It's for a working class background. I think one of the kind of opening lines in the play is um, what you have to realise is that we lived a life so shitty and boring that you 
you didn't you didn't want to brush your teeth some mornings. Mm. So like I thought it was quite interesting. I didn't know if that was something they were doing for this specific play or if that's something that Tron do. All- Apparently, it's all the time. Is it? Wow, because that's, that was. I stuck it in my uni group chat. I was like, anybody like, because they all go to the theatre, they're like much better acting students than me. They go Mm. all the time. And I was like, anybody know what this is? Like, because there's not even a bit, like I went back and looked and was like, is there a bit that tells you what option you've got to pick? Like, is there a page that's like, this is just for normal people, option three, or students can pick option one. And they were like, no, apparently that's just, that's just their thing, which I'm like, is super cool because like you, I'm directing a show at the moment that me and my best friend wrote over lockdown. Okay. And we're sort of, obviously, it's like our first sort of professional, I'm doing that in air quotes, professional mm-hmm. gig. And we're sort of, I'm funding it, doing everything. There's no, and I remember me and Heather got together and we were like, right, we're going on at the Webster's. It's costing X amount. What are we going to charge for tickets? Mm. And like you said, one of the first things in our play is about them looking for somebody to pay their telly license. and right. And I was just like, you can't charge too much, especially yeah. with the people that you're representing more than of likely course. can't afford to spend too right. much on a theatre ticket. So we were like, right, let's go for a tenner because then everything sort of like you get like box office fees, that sort of shite. Aye, you know, processing fees, admin fees, delivery fees. There's a there. Even at that, you're more than likely looking at 13 to 15 quid. And I was like, yeah. Do you know what? I'm cool with that. And our student tickets are like eight quid. Mm. And I was just like, you want to get people in the doors, and you don't want people to be like, mm. yeah. I mean, of course, you want you want as most many people to see as possible. But good, good on you, and for funding it yourself, and, oh. and kind of you know, doing all that stuff yourself. It was. It's the scariest thing I've ever done. But what I do like to ask everybody that comes on the show, just as a starting off point, is how did you get into acting? And what was your first ever role? And it doesn't have to be a professional one. We love a good nativity story. Yeah, <laughs> my kind of, I'd like, was never very, I was always very into football, but I was never very good at it. Like, I'm a massive football fan, but I was terrible at it. And naturally, my dad wanted me to grow up and play for Celtic, but it was just never going to happen because I've, I've, like, I've got one right foot. I can't kick with my left foot. It's like, I'm very uncoordinated. That's probably why this play that I'm doing now is in such a learning curve because there's quite a bit of choreography involved in it as well. And yeah, so it was kind of like, I was trying to find something that I was good at. Um, and I think my mum suggested, why don't you try this kind of, you know, acting class? I think it was at Eastwood, Eastwood Park Theatre, I think. You know, I grew up um, in Newcastle. Um, yeah, I think it was um, I think it was at Eastwood Park Theatre and um, the first ever production that I'd done. I don't know how this worked as a show, but it was like, I was very, I think it must have been about six or seven. And it was a production of the, the story of the three blind mice. And I was one of them, one of the the mice. Um, so that was my first since your inception. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Um, so yeah, so I was kind of that was my first kind of thing. And then from there, um, kind of went to a few different drama theaters, um, drama theater groups. Uh, Vivace was one of them. Um, and then I landed at the Glasgow Acting Academy. They had an agency that they ran as well as the theater school. Um, so I was in with the agency then, and I ended up being there for 10 years until I moved on to college. Done quite a few, obviously it's Amdram, but I'd done quite a few plays and stuff there. I was doing some commercials and stuff when I was younger. And I think I think the first, my first TV credit that wasn't kind of supporting artist work was... Frankie Boyle's Tramadol Nights. Yeah. So I was in that, and that was oh, that was a bit of a shock to the system, <laughs> as you can imagine, for your first kind of telly job when you're 
13, 14 year old. Um, because as you can imagine, the nature of the sketch was a bit mad. I mean, it's the whole thing with you know licensing and stuff now. Mm. I think if you're below 16, the council have to approve you to go on and do all this kind of stuff. Mm. Like a good a good friend of mine that runs the, the theatre school that I kind of teach at when I'm not working, he also owns an agency, KR Management, which he kind of puts kids up for jobs and he was kind of explaining to me a lot how it works. It's very interesting how sometimes how long it can take to get a licence approved and then if it's like an urgent thing, how magically quickly it can happen as well. Talking about drama school, because I currently go to New College Lanarkshire, which is where you went. Yeah. Um, I never had heard of it before, before I actually applied. And see now that, because mm. I've done like my NC to my HND at Kelvin and then went to a university in Edinburgh and dropped out after six months and then went to New College Lanarkshire. Yeah. I I didn't realise that that was sort of, because you know when you sort of, and it's very quite stuck up of thinking of a college, because you think of Glasgow and your mind instantly goes to RCS. Yeah. Or you go to Edinburgh and you mention those two universities that I'm not going to name because that's where I went. Um, mm. But it, it was quite snobbish of me being like, oh, I don't really want to tell my mates that I've went from quite a good university to going to a college. Yeah. But they're actually fucking great and see the amount of actors that have yeah. come out of them <clears throat> yeah um, like, i mean yeah so are you doing your ba at- yeah so i'm on by like third i'm on third year so who's who's your lecturers so i've got like gregor ian amanda fran kirsty yeah. i'm in production just yeah. now with amanda brilliant yeah well greg gregor gregor um ian and fran which mm. I had and also a guy called there's a guy is Tony Kelly still there? Tony's there but I've because I've only done he doesn't teach on the BA does, and yeah, I've he, never done he, HND or anything so I don't really know him yeah well, t- well Tony Tony was um, one of my teachers at Glasgow Acting Academy way back right. when and then I went to New College Lanarkshire and then he appeared after the first year and it was like <laughs> oh that's mad um, no that's that's good you need to tell them all I was asking for them I um, shall do I'm in on yeah. Wednesday so I'll, I'll let them all know but my favourite thing to sort of ask I love funny crazy theater anecdotes my favorite yeah. things in the world and we've all been in these drama school rooms where just shit happens insane mm. shit happens so do you have a favorite funny or crazy drama school story uh we uh, we had a voice teacher um i can't actually remember her full name which is probably good things i probably shouldn't disclose it but we had a voice teacher who essentially would come in and she would give us she would find like six big massive inflatable exercise balls into the room and then she'd just fuck off what? yeah totally insane right so she'd come back and we're obviously just fucking hitting each other with these exercise balls. She'd come in, we'd expect her to go. She'd come in, check something, and then walk back out. We'd spend ah. like an hour and a half just fucking hitting each other with exercise balls in a, in, in a voice class. Yeah. Which was doesn't, just, to, yeah. Doesn't really make totally sense, mental. does it? No, not at all. Not at all. But that's happened on not just one, a number of occasions. And yeah, I don't really know. See, to be honest, a lot of my time at college was, um, I, I mean, I missed a lot of my time at college. Because I was out, are we, work, are we working? Which I think was oh, another thing that was great professional. about... Yeah, well, I think that was another thing that was so great about, about New College Lanarkshire because, I, I mean, I've heard from a lot of other people, a lot of other actors that I know that a lot of... Some of these colleges and universities, kind of, some of them discourage you from working. Like, one of the boys who I'm, who I'm in the play with at the minute, he, I think he went to... to um, I can't remember where he went, but he was saying that 
he got offered a really big job and they wouldn't let him do it. They were like, if you're going to do that job, then we're kicking you off the course because you're, you're not ready. And I was like, well, you, if you if you wasn't ready, he wouldn't be getting offered the yeah, job. I don't get it. The best way to learn about this, for me, the best way to learn about this industry and learn about how it works is to go and fucking work in it. Yeah. Yeah. The guys at the college, as great as they are, right, can give you all the knowledge that they need, right? But you're never going to truly get that experience unless you're actually fucking doing it. It's still a safe place where it's still okay to fuck mm. up. And like, I know last week, I'm not going to tell that, so I'm going to phrase it in a different way. I am. Um, I was late to uni because of the trains, mm-hmm. right? But that shit doesn't fly in real life. Like you can't no. fuck up and be no. like, oh, I missed the theatre show. I'm sorry, I'll be back tomorrow. I know. And it's the same with like a TV show. Do you know what I mean? If you miss your call time, it's like people, people talk very, very quickly in this industry. Especially in Scotland. Everybody knows everyone. Oh, of course, yeah. And if you know, if you, you you can quickly build up a reputation of you know someone that's un- unreliable, and if you're an unreliable actor, then you're not going to work again. Yeah, no. Um, but New College Lanarkshire are great for it because I knew, oh, like oh, yeah. last year when we auditioned, I knew I had this play coming up that I need two days off for, and then I knew like sometimes you'll just get a random person that's a bit awkward on the podcast, and they're like, you know, I can't do any of your days off. I need to do ten a.m on your day at uni. So I, the only question I actually asked them in the interview was, if something like that comes up, like I explained what I do, I was like, are you okay with me like taking a half day or taking time off? And they were like, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, cool. And that, yeah, that, they, they were, they were so, so accommodating. Probably one of my favorite things about my time at, at, at New College Lancashire, they were so accommodating and so supportive to everything that I'd done. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually got one of my first, um, one of kind of my, my biggest at that point, my biggest TV job. I got it through Fran, mm. a casting director had, you know, contacted him. I never had an agent at the time. Yeah. And then, well, Sean would be great for that. And then I went for the audition, got called back, and then I ended up getting cast in it. So I actually came through the college, which is just totally unheard of. But I think it's also great that all of the acting lecturers at Enclan are working actors. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what sets them apart because they're not academics that are looking to tick boxes. Yeah, yeah. And, then- and that was another. That was the other thing that, that was totally drawn me to go to that course in the first place is the fact that it's so practical. Mm. You know, I, I mean, you can write. I mean, it's even more practical now. Is it? Well, we've just had one essay cancelled to become an interview. Do you know what I mean? That's what you want. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's good doing the kind of essay stuff. But is it? Not negative, but. It's, you know, I mean, this is a, this is a, it's a practical industry. I think the essays are bullshit, if I'm being completely mm. honest, because yeah. as a working actor, you're in this play called Moorcroft right now. See, at the end of it, do you have to write an essay about your time in it? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't really see what... I get the point of, like, reflecting on things and being like, yeah, mm. fuck this up. But I don't think I need to sit here and tell you about, in this scene, I employed Uta Hagen's destination exercises because I felt oh, like this. Like, just fucking do it, because see, half the time, like, as a working actor now, I'm sort of still guilty of it because it's sort of drummed into us. See, before Mm. you go on stage, are you thinking about, like, I'm going to do a bit of Declan Donnellan tonight? No. Or is it, I'm just going to do this and... Yeah. Like, it is a Declan Donnellan technique, but it's just, like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Well, here's another funny theatre anecdote for you, actually. It's just part of that. So I, um, our first production was Lord of the Flies and in first year, and I was double cast. Wait there. Were you in the year with one of my friends? I feel like I've heard her talk about Lord of the Flies, Samantha McGowan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my, yeah. She's in my year just now. She came back. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I done HNC and HND mm. with, with Samantha. 
we are both smokers and we both were all out. We're in the same production, even though she stopped smoking and let the fucking team down. But I remember her talking about Lord of the Flies. I think she spoke mm. about that on the podcast as well. Was that the one where you had like all the dirt on stage? Yes, yes. And we were walking about barefoot and fucking rocks and branches and all that shit. Um, yeah. So we, we, Anna and Nick, we kind of turned up for the first rehearsal and the boy that I was double cast with, who shan't, will not be named, was standing in the corner of the room, facing the wall, just silently. Oh. And I kind of turned up and I was like, what? I was like, to everyone else, I was like, what, what's he, what's he doing? He says he's getting into character. And I went, fucking hell, man. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I, much, don't, I, I just don't get it. No, me neither. Do you know what I mean? I just, I just, I just don't get it. Do you know what it is? It's like, it's like that, it's that, it's, it's that scene at the beginning of the 22 Jump Street when he's in the car and he's like, can you be quiet? I'm getting in the character. Can you be quiet? I'm getting in the that's, that's how ridiculous it is. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. We, it's it's good to learn about, you know, the, the practitioners and stuff. Obviously it's, it's fucking valuable information right. because it's very interesting. But I'm not an actor who essentially will ever be kind of lean into that and put it into practice. No, but you just have your own technique. It's there. Yeah, fucking do it, man. Just do it. You've just sparked a memory of mine about a guy getting into character, and it's it's the worst thing I've ever experienced. It's fucking worst, man. Um, this guy who, again, shall remain nameless. We were doing um, Stone and Mary by Debbie Tucker Green. I don't know if you're familiar with the play it takes a lot of issues and things that go on in third world countries and it sets mm. it in uh, like wherever in a first world country. So sort of, and this character that this guy was playing had AIDS. And I remember, I want just to preface this by saying, I know that this isn't what it was like and he's just a fucking idiot. So please don't think that I'm like being a dick cause I'm not. Um, not at all. But this guy was like, he didn't shower and didn't do anything like that. So that's straight up an issue. And then I remember, we were in the theatre sort of like, you know, when you sort of just go into the theatre and you're having your first couple of days and we had, it, it was weird the way they'd done the costume. It was all grey and nobody was allowed to wear shoes. Really weird. And this guy just didn't bring shoes to uni one day to college. And I remember he used to get a lift in with one of my friends, but he'd sort of been taking the piss and not been given her petrol money. And they drove in from like Falkirk or wherever they lived. And right. He just didn't bring in shoes one day and my friend just had enough of them one day and said, listen, make your own way home. Like, I'm sick of being a taxi. He didn't have any shoes. But because we were doing like, and he was just going to walk home barefoot from Easter House to fucking Bonnie Bridge or wherever he lived. I don't know. And I just remember being like, I'm in the other show. So we're doing Bull by Mike Bartlett at the same time. And I was like, I've got a pair of suit shoes. Just take them and don't bring them back. (laughs) And it was just... It was just like, why are you trying to get that fat? Like, you're going to fuck yourself up. Yeah. You're not Heath Ledger. That's insane. You're also like, making all of us. Was he, like, was he doing it for that reason? Like, yeah, to get into character. He was a method actor. Like, oh, fuck off, man. I remember, do you know, like, in your, your first year of, like, your HNC, you do Devised? Yeah. He was playing, like, a character that was like Morrissey and would walk around and would talk like that for weeks and went and bought himself a pair of glasses and... Just so oh, get into the character. Jesus, man. And I'm just sort of like, you're lucky if I know my lines the night before an assessment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong, right? See, see you're really big and famous actors, you're guys that do it really, really well. There's something about there's something about the whole method acting thing that I do find interesting. Oh, yeah. I can't have myself putting that into proper practice. I think I'm too lazy. Then, also, it's like putting it's when you put it in the hands of a fucking weirdo as well, Jared Leto for a fucking one. Was yeah. he not sending like used condoms and shit to his Something castmates like from the Suicide Squad? Yeah. 
he's a fucking he's a yeah, man. No, it is just I, I think as well that it's just it's too fucked up to play with about it. Like like you're not William H. Macy that's fucking working with what's his name. Like yeah. creating the method and that. And I'm just sort of like yeah. also in my head, I, I know it sounds terrible because some of these people will never do any other shows other than college shows, but it's a fucking college production. Like I know we want it to be good, but yeah. fuck. I know. Yeah, you're absolutely I'm yeah, we're we're same with links on, on that to be honest. But what I also wanted to ask you before we sort of move on from drama school is we're coming up to graduation season. I'll be graduating in what three months, something like that. And on average, there's seven and a half thousand people that sort of come into the industry every year. What would be yeah. the one piece of advice? I would say do not hold back. If you have a script that you perhaps even think, you know, a little bit cheesy, a little bit cringy, don't hold back, lean into it. And I would also say, in terms of representation, trust your gut. And I spent the kind of, I, I, I was with an agent um, through the pandemic when I was still at River City. Just, there was something in my gut just telling me this, I'm just, I, you know, not I could be doing better, but I'm, there's something not, the work's not being done on both ends, yeah? And it took me, I kind of, because it was through the pandemic, I thought I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll just give them the benefit of the doubt and I'll just give them a wee bit more time to work out of this pandemic. We'll see what happens. And then when I finally made that decision to switch, I've never looked back. Like, yeah. I think my old agent got me, since leaving River City, I left River City last April and I got four tapes in the space of seven months, two of which I had to ask to be put up for myself. Since leaving and going to a new agent, my new agent got me nine in two weeks. Yeah, bit of a difference there, isn't it? Yeah, and it's not even just it's not even just the um, it's not even just the volume of the tapes; it's the quality mm. of the characters that I'm being seen for and the people, the casting directors that I'm being seen by. It's night and day. So yeah, I would say don't hold back ever. Fling your absolute everything into anything that you do, and completely trust your gut. If you don't think something's right, you're probably you're absolutely right. You're probably right. You can now become an official drama school dropout. We're now on Patreon and you can help this podcast grow on so many levels. As an official drama school dropout, you'll have access to unique benefits, including exclusive early access to episodes before anyone else. To become an official Drama School Dropout, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash drama school dropout. Um, I, w- I want to talk to you a bit about um, Still Game now, where you played Gary the Charity Boy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Still Game is one of the most iconic Scottish comedy shows of our time and will forever be. And you know, they're going to bring it back in some iteration. I don't believe them that they say it's dead forever. And being on still game was probably on every Scottish actor's bucket list. Like, you know, when they Mm. sit down, when you go to your agent and say, what do you want to do? I bet every Scottish actor at some point has said still game. What was it like to actually be a part of it? Mental. Absolutely mental. And, and you know, my audition was such a last-minute thing as well. I think I got sent my audition at, like, 7 p.m. And they wanted to see me the next morning at, like, 9. Mm. So, and it was, a, I was auditioning for two parts, um, two different parts. It was two different scripts that had to be learned. And, yeah, it was just, actually, see when you're actually, like, obviously I grew up watching Still Game, chewing the fat. Like, I've been big fans of these guys for a lot of my life. Yeah, not just me, all of my friends. You know what I mean? It's it's so so huge, um, and so to kind of find out that I'm doing it was just insane. But to actually be there, mm. I think I remember. I actually I hadn't I'd arrived, got into my trailer, hadn't seen anyone, and I'd arrived, and it was like lunchtime, 
And um, they were like, look, right, you're not going to get on until obviously 12 after lunch, so go out, get yourself some food, blah, 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 once you're in your costume, fine. Walked out, was standing in the lunch queue, and just kind of was like looking about, see if I could see anybody. Turned round and Ford was standing behind me in like the full get up. Oh, fuck. How do you have a conversation? Like, how do you kind of fucking up me? I was like, I just, I don't know, I, I kind of, I was confident about it and I introduced myself. I just said, look, we're doing a scene together soon. It's a fucking pleasure to meet you, man. And mm-hmm. lovely. Um, and then I went into makeup and I was getting my makeup done with Greg, um, Jane and Sanjeev. And they were just so lovely, just so, so welcoming, so funny. Jane, Jane is, Jane is hilarious. She's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um, no, they were all great. Um, they were all really, really good. It was just, you know, it's very surreal to have something that you've watched all your life and then suddenly you're there with all these guys in the costumes and then you're on set. The set, the actual being on set was wild. Um, we were filming in like a council estate somewhere. I can't remember exactly where it is, but it's obviously it's outside Naveed's shop. Oh, it's up near Merry Hill somewhere. Yeah, because Naveed's shop is always there. Mm. Everybody knows, you know, they're kind of there filming when they're filming. They'd like yell action and there'd be wee like bams running on just with our phones to get pictures like in the middle of a take but like welcome to Glasgow yeah but like this seemed normal to them mm. it was just like cut right. fuck's sake right let's go again well it's like I mean? everything it, it's probably the reason why like when you look at like TV shows like Shameless they eventually came away from the real council estate that they used and built one Harry Potter mm-hmm. they used to use a real street for private drive and then had to come oh, away wow. and build one right so it's probably like don't really understand why they just didn't build Naveed's shop because it changed it changed a few locations over the course of the series anyway. Mm. So they probably yeah. just could have made their life a bit easier. Yeah. No, it was um it was just a bit surreal. Do you know what I mean? It's like you take a mo- when you actually kind of because obviously it's very hectic when you're there and it's like, right, okay, we're not traveling, we're doing all this, we're in costume, we're in makeup, we're bang, 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 bang. Yeah. And then we're actually on the set was kind of the only chance I kind of had a moment to just kind of take a moment and go fucking hell like I'm filming still game so <laughs> no nah, it was amazing man couldn't have been fucking happier with it and obviously just a total stroke of luck I think on my part that it ended up being the final episode of the whole thing because I, as I said I auditioned for two parts one was in the first step and then the other was obviously Gary but obviously yeah just total kind of stroke of luck that ended up being the final episode ever because the viewership figures were mad just because it was aye and then you've got all the after show stuff and yeah, yeah, and yeah. I remember running home. I was in a show at the East Kilbride Arts Centre, and I remember running home to try and get to see the last episode of Still Game. Yeah, it's mad. It's mental. Um, and I actually thought that was another thing as well. See, getting the script months before it and knowing how it ends. Did they send out the? Because obviously you're not in the end part. Did you have the whole episode? I had the whole script. How? So I knew. How was that like trying to keep that a secret? Brutal, brutal. Because once everybody found out that I was in it, it was like. Did they die? Are they going to die? Are you sure? Just tell us. Just tell us. I want to tell him. Did you tell him? And it's like everybody was asking. Um, so I had to kind of keep that secret for quite a, quite a while. Well, as somebody, I um I auditioned for Big Brother, the last ever series that it was on, and I got pretty far into the thing. And it was oh, wow. the worst kept secret in the world. Did you slip mm. it to anyone? Did you tell anyone the ended? No, no, never. Because I actually thought the way they'd written it and the way they'd done it, I actually thought was 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 really fucking beautiful. Yeah. They're kind of over the hill and they, they go and then they just kind of they, they kind of fade away. Mm. And then everybody fades away apart from Bobby. And I and, and I just thought I was like, that's that's really, really nice. Cause yes, this is a comedy show, but again, these are characters that a lot of people grew up with and kind of feel very, very close to. And I think they I think they they fucking nailed it. Mm. Um 
So yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't want to. I genuinely, it didn't come from. Oh my god, I need to keep this secret. It came from I, I want this to be a surprise yeah. for everybody else. Whereas I just um, can't hold my pen. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you um yeah. did you nick anything from set as a little momentum? Have you got any still game stuff? No, actually, no, I didn't. I never actually got the chance. I was kind of, you know, in the street. Yeah, I was just gonna end. I wasn't actually ever in the only time I was ever in the beach shop was when we were standing by to go back out. Right. Um so I never really got the chance. And then my obviously my other scene was in the um govern govern what's that shopping centre called shopping centre middle of Govan. um which again was mental because because again nothing was um, nothing was closed off Aye. so and you've got me and then you've got Sanjeev dressed as Naveed like so that was yeah it was it was mad did anyone think you were a real charity potentially until they saw him <laughs> and then they're like no nah. oh, okay. wait a minute um so yeah no it was good it was it was just it was all a bit mad I'm 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 very very lucky I'm considering myself very, very fortunate to have been a part of it before it ended. Because, yeah, as you said, I mean, a lot of people do think they're going to bring it back. I personally don't. Um, I just think there's too much money in it. Like, I don't think, I think they've been honest in saying that it's the end. But I think there's one day there's just going to be some fanny that offers them too much money to turn it down. Yeah, I mean, there was talk of, I know there was definitely talk of a prequel. Mm. Like these characters when they're younger. But then again, how do you do that? You, ha- you have to do it with Ford and Greg. And how do you do that? Like, we've no got, I don't imagine BBC Scotland have got Marvel de aging money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so. No, it's, I just think that one day somebody's just going to turn them around and say, I'll give you 10 million a piece to bring it back for a series. And it's just money that yeah. you can't turn down, isn't it? That's all my thing. Hello, and welcome back to. This is a bit of mosh, Hev. This is a bit of mosh. Uh, hello and welcome back to another, the final segment of This Is Where We Update You. This is the final time that we'll be talking to you as people who have never directed a show that's been performed before. Oh, I know, the because next time we, we will be fully fed. Do we want to do something scary? Hey Siri, how many days till April 21st? It's 24 days until then. <laughs> Oh my god, that's less than four weeks. Less, less than four weeks, and it's about to hit three weeks. Wow. Shitting myself. <laughs> and this month we have been through it. Oh, oh. we've had a journey of <laughs> all journeys. <laughs> you know, I love that word. This has been this is fucking hell. This has been like the journey to Mordor, honestly. This yeah. has been intense. <laughs> put a play on during a pandemic, they said. Um, so yeah, our leading lady Ruth has had COVID. And she's immunosuppressed, so she it took her longer to get over having COVID. So I think we've only had two rehearsals this month. Yeah, no, two. I think we've only had one with oh, with the full cast. Yeah, with I think yeah. So it's been a slightly stressful month. Um, yeah, but also a month of highs because we were in the paper. We were in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were in the paper. We got to do a lovely little interview. Thank you so much to Sarah Campbell from the Glasgow Times for talking a lot of shite to us about a lot of shite that we wrote. Um, yeah, really lovely writer. Yeah. Do you know what you are? Do you know what you are, Hev? What? You're one of the young playwrights behind the West End's next hit comedy, apparently. Oh my God. Do you know what you are? You I, are I also. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. It was. She took the time to come and see us. Like I thought it'd be a wee quick chat. We Same. must have chatted for at least an hour. 
she lo- she was so lovely though as you say did an amazing write-up um, I sent a copy of the newspaper to my mum and gran uh, on Friday they just got that today so they phoned me earlier and they said they were both in floods of tears and they're so proud of us and do you know oh, what I'm bloody proud of us it's been quite an eventful month we've done a lot of um promoing we've done a lot of just being out and putting posters yeah. up and flyers so if you see us around if you see any of our posters around um the west end or in glasgow please stick them on your story and then we'll share them and everything because you can now find us all yeah. over the city which has always been fun oh we've do you know it, i lost my fitbit last weekend i and boy it would have been so good to have it this weekend because we walked bloody miles like we oh my gosh we walked so far on saturday flying yep. handing out posters we had a great meeting with our stage manager Big um, shout out to Angela Gascoigne she is don't know why you're in trouble but no the meeting was fantastic like we got a lot of our questions out she brought up things that maybe we didn't even consider like we've just we've got a list now of the last things that need to be done and it's just like we're getting there it's it, happening it's, it's, it's soon really it's coming because we have a timetable of what's happening on the day of the show mm-hmm and it's like almost because we've been in this for for two years, over two years we've been writing this now, and it's been such a a journey. We like that word here, a journey. We love it. It's been <laughs> such a journey to get it on, and then on Saturday, we um we got to see the was it Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday. We got to um we got to see the theatre, and we got to go in and look oh, at the stage and see where our little world's going to come to life, which was so great. Yeah, it made us it made us feel better, didn't it? Because you know, could go one of two ways, but we walked into that space. And I think we both just clicked. We're like, the ideas, the vision we have for this yeah. will be perfect here. Like, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to go well. I, well, I fucking, it better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine we've done all this and it just ends up a massive pile of shite. Then I will be taking my name off. Where can everyone get tickets, Hev? Uh, on our Kushti website, which is www.highproductions.co.uk. I love it. I love that you don't have to, um, I don't have to tell you what the ticket link is anymore. Uh, Oh, usually I can remember. I'm like, eh, uh, no, it's it's in my brain. I'm selling, I'm selling tickets. We're doing well. So yeah, this is the last segment because the next time we're going to do a big beefy one and we're going to do a full episode. So you're coming back. Third time's the charm on Drama School Dropout, Hev. I know you just can't get rid of me. <laughs> and then maybe, who knows, maybe we'll know where we're taking it next by the time that we do we, that big episode I know maybe and then at the end of that episode we will be uh, be able to officially say this is where we get off and then we'll cry and oh well I, I, I thought I was gonna no because we're not getting off we're not fucking getting off we're staying on we're we, off for now until we get back on we'll be able we'll to be officially back. say we have updated you fully yeah fully like the whole show whole shebang it's done yeah there's not been many um there's not been many sort of behind the scenes moments this this month it's been very much just in rehearsals and we're really down to the grind now because we're not like I think back to the early segments where we're sort of talking about paint and photo frames and that but we've not had to do any of that this month yeah that's true it's been into the thick of it into the thick of it Um, but yeah, it's good. And I'm excited. I'm so excited for this rehearsal this week to finally have the cast back together and start yeah. getting into the juicy season. Because now just the case of like, they know their lines, well, they better. They know they're blocking. Like, we just need to bring it up to scratch pretty much. Mm. Like, I just want to run it and get it running 
perfect. I just, I'll never be completely perfect. But there'll always be something we think that can be improved on. But I want so badly for this to be amazing and something they're I want to have no notes. That's the goal, but. Won't happen, but. Never. I've never been in a show where even the dress rehearsal the director said like no notes there's always something even if it's we there's always something <laughs> I, I think I, I don't know how I feel about giving notes at a dress rehearsal because I don't think there's much you can change so unless unless there's something majorly gone wrong I, I think I might just keep my notes to myself yeah unless they're missing something where they need to know like yeah. I remember all the plays would be yeah she'd always uh, after the dress run You'd always do notes and it wasn't massive, but it was little things like, if remember, if you do this, it's going to be, I mean, I'm happy to give them, so they forget, they forget big juicy stuff. I'll be yeah. fucking raging. <laughs> oh yeah, same. Um, I, I'm so excited. I, I'm genuinely like, I just have this, I feel like I've just got a rush of adrenaline going through me at the moment that's just willing me. Yeah, we're it, so close. This is what we've been working towards and it's so close. It's mad that it's been two years and we're almost there. I know. It, it's where, oh, freaking me out a little bit I know, me too, it's, it's going to feel bizarre it really, when it's mm. done and it's, we're getting that little break in the middle mm. it's going to be crazy but I guess and now I, for the month of March we've updated you and there's not, there's not much to have updated you about this month um, please come and buy tickets from www.highproductions.co.uk please come and see the show on Thursday the 21st of April at the Webster's at 7 p.m. It's really going to be a good one. And um, even though we have high hopes for doing other runs and things, nothing's guaranteed. So so please come along and witness it. We've worked really hard on it. The cast have worked really hard on it. And I just want to share it with the world now. Any final thoughts, Hev? Um, buy tickets. Come see it. You've already said that, but I really do. Listen, if you don't buy them now, who knows? It might become the best, the next best yeah. big hit. Tickets will then go up to like 80 quid. So come on, get a ten. Come and see it while it's a tenner. Yeah, come and see it while it's a ten. Come and see it before it's popular. Be one of them people that gatekeep things. You can come and become yeah. our your original fan. So do you want to say the final line for the final time, Heather? Okay, I've been Heather Spiden. And I've been Ingram Noble. And for the month of March, we have officially updated you. Woo! Buy fucking tickets! But we're going to play a game now, and it's called Stage Right or Stage Shite, and these are my favourite things in the world. And it's a game. A game. Stage. stage Right or Stage Shite. So it's three stories. Two of them are the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and they've been sent in by listeners. And one has been made up by our producer, Heather, and it's our job to find out which one is the lie. I've got it in a sealed envelope, so I okay. can play along too. And I'm just going to let you know I've done one. I, I told you I've recorded another episode today we had to take a five minute break because of how fucked up the answers were. So um, make sure to tune into the episode with Jasmine Franks that is either out or coming up and okay. get to find out why we had to stop. So well, number well, one, well. these have been sent in by listeners. So two of them have been sent in by listeners. And if anybody, I normally say it at the end, but if anybody wants to send a story in, you can email us at drama school dropout pod at gmail.com. And hopefully it'll be good and it'll end up on the podcast. So number one, I spent a whole show with a pair of knitting needles in my hand. Halfway through the run, I started to try and make things interesting. And on one of the final nights, I was messing about and accidentally stabbed myself in the thigh. Number two, during the pandemic, I was cast in a rehearsed play reading on Zoom and did it in my dad's office. But on the day of the live show, I forgot that he'd rearranged his office and that I didn't realise that his page three calendar 
was fully on show and nobody actually realized apart from the audience for a good 15 minutes. Number three, I had to play a drag queen for a play for a play. And it was slightly awkward when my mates and my mum walked in my house and I was wearing six inch high heels trying to perfect my walk. They didn't know about the role. I'm going to say first one. Stage See, I'm, I'm thinking number two because I've spent a lot really? of time on Zoom and I notice shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you'd notice a big pair of tits in the back of your Zooms. Call well, maybe, yeah, maybe. But I just think stabbing yourself in the thigh with a knit needle on stage. You've obviously pushed it in quite Yeah, how do you hard. fucking, how do you, how do you, how does the show continue? Like, mm. I, like in, in Moorcroft at the minute, we have two lifts that we do. Mm. Um, one is us lifting one of the other boys up, and then the other is me being lifted up. And on Saturday night show there, I like felt, felt myself going up. Oh fuck! And then there was just a slightly uneven distribution of my weight <laughs> over this side, and it was because you know one of the boys' his, his hand and his shoulder just kind of slipped, so I was very uneven. I was shitting myself in case they dropped me, because because if that happens, like if they drop me, I'm going to my neck. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, how does the show like? Yes, the show must go on, but how the fuck does the show go on? <laughs> how does my career go on? Yeah, um, fucking hell. Like, if something like that was to happen. So, I've dislocated my knee on stage and relocated what? it on stage. Oh, and I also fuck. nearly broke my ankle on stage and still went on with it. I've, I've never. never I've never. But, like, literally in showcase, I, like, a couple of weeks ago, dislocated my knee on stage. And no fucking during the actual showcase. Yeah, not the one that was recorded. Thank fuck, because I was hobbling about because I have to get mm. up and do a fucking line and that. Um, but yeah, I dislocated my knee on showcase, and I remember Amanda being like, "What the fuck just happened there?" And I was like, "Yeah, I yeah. dislocated my knee," and she was like, "Hmm," uh, and and my scene partner was like, "No, I heard him click it back into place. He dislocated his knee," and I was like, "Yeah." So That's I can sort of see how you can fuck shit up and carry on because mm. I've. But I've also always just been drilled into my head. If you're not dying, keep fucking going. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking good mentality to have, mate. I remember good I smashed mentality. a big glass decanter on stage, like big mm. crystal glass decanter, and just wiped it all off me. Didn't know if I'd cut my hands or anything, and it was just in my head. I was like, if you stop, you're going to fail this exam. If you stop, you're going to fail. Yeah, so yeah, just yeah. keep going. You've yeah, all. Yeah, if yeah. your hands are cut, they're already cut. You can't fix that by stopping. It's like that fucking, that story of um, DiCaprio and Django. Mm. Stabbing himself in the hand. hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My thought is, as long as you're not dying, you've already fucked up, so you can't go back and change it. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for number two. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with number one. What should be number three? You know it's going to be number three. Will be. <laughs> Probably. Number one, ah. you were right. Yay! See... It's just, I don't know whether it's because I've played this game 70 odd times and some of them, they just get you. But I'm like, just, mm, no, somebody, somebody stabbed themselves in the thigh. But where can everyone keep up to date and find you on social media with what you're doing? At underscore Sean, underscore Connor, underscore. That's the one. Um, and I don't really use Facebook. Um, I don't think anybody does any. I only uh, do it to see what my mother's doing. Yeah, it's pish. That's the only people that are on it, to be fair. It's folks yeah. and, and people who <laughs> I've got tinfoil hats on. 
Uh, anti-vaxxers oh I'm sick of it have you got anything coming up I know you're in the theatre just now but is there any plans on anything that you can talk about coming up where people can come and see you um, at the minute um, no I mean I'm kind of you know I'm, yeah, I'm taping and auditioning for things all the time um, some, some really good stuff at the minute which you know I'm still waiting to hear back about um, I'm doing a commercial straight after Millcroft, but in terms of having things booked, not at the minute. But I know I'm I'm up for some really strong stuff, um, some stuff that I really really want to get as well. So, but I know I'm you know it's 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 always a waiting game. But I know I'm in good hands. Um, yeah, I'm really really buzzing with my agent, and I couldn't really be happier with 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 what he's doing, um, and what we're doing together. So, yeah, I mean you can't really ask for much more, can you? That's it. Yeah, I'm hoping that the you know the future's bright, and then obviously we'll see. If anything more was to, to go with Moorcroft, I know that there's um that Ailey's just so so on it that she, I think yeah. she's written, she's written a TV adaptation and a film one as well. Currently in the middle of doing that, it's fucking a nightmare. Mental, yeah. Mental. Um, but for everybody that does want to keep up and that follow Sean on social media for definite uh, for definite. And then I think as a as a break of tradition, we should probably go at the fringe this year. So if you if you hang about the fringe long enough, you might see Sean and you can stalk him and that which is always yeah. fun. But I will yeah. let you get back to normal life. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been so lovely chatting to you. Yeah, man, you too. Not a problem. Thank you so much for having me on. And there we have it. Another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 73 completed. Thank you so much to Sean for coming on the podcast. I genuinely had such an amazing time chatting with him. And make sure to go and follow him on social media to keep up to date with what he's doing. And then once you've done that, make sure to pop over to my profile and give me a cheeky little follow as well. And remember, if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a rating and a review on the podcast. It helps us out so much. You don't even know. And it's free. So why not and make sure to subscribe so that you get a notification every time there is a new episode of drama school dropout and talking about new episodes of drama school dropout we did it last year to celebrate my birthday and because i'm so self-obsessed and vain we're doing it again we're doing double drama school dropout so there will be two episodes a week during the month of april we are sticking with our usual show on a tuesday and we are also adding a cheeky little saturday show so make sure you tune in for all of those because we've got some really great guests coming up and remember if you want to make my april even more special and you want to buy me a gift for my birthday you can get tickets for this is where we get off at the webster's theatre on the 21st of april by clicking the link down in the show notes below or going directly to www.highproductions.co.uk and remember if you have a story for stage right or stage shite please email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com and also i want to quickly remind you that you can become an official drama school dropout by joining our patreon where you'll get access to loads of unique benefits that nobody else can get unless you are subscribed to the patreon it's dead cheap and it'll just help support this podcast slightly more than you already do thank you so much for coming back and listening to another episode i can't believe that we're about to hit nearly a year and a half it's been such a wild ride so make sure to come back this Saturday for the very beginning of Double Drama School Dropout in the month of April and I'll be chatting to a very talented Scottish actor who managed to make his way onto one of the most iconic British soaps ever. So please come back on Saturday for the very beginning of me celebrating my birthday and using it as an excuse to just make it 
all about me for the entire month. Thank you so much for coming. I love you. Stay safe. Have a great week. Bye.